Hey yogis, something that I used to struggle with a lot when I first started my yoga business was pricing out my private yoga sessions. So many of us yoga teachers are unsure of how to create and structure our business. As a new or even as a seasoned yoga teacher, at some point along the journey, you may struggle with where to find potential private clients and what to charge them, just like I did. That's why I created a free tool I call the Price Calculator. In this free video course, you're gonna learn how to reverse engineer your goals in order to figure out how to build and price your offers so you can start growing your business today. I'll show you how to calculate the cost and the overhead of your yoga business, analyze the profitability of a yoga niche, create your own profit margins, and more. Let's align your offer with your ideal yoga client so you can serve at your highest. Go to yogabizacademy.com tools. That's yogabizacademy.com backslash tools. Now back to this amazing episode. Ariane Traverso, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I've been wanting to reach out and reconnect with you over the last year. And I know it's been tough for all of us to be so separated in this community as teachers, as coaches, as leaders, as business owners. So I want to start off this conversation just by saying thank you so much oh, for being here. Thank you. And taking I was time. like, I was like, yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so fun to just be in presence of, of other leaders and just communicate and yeah. learn about what we're doing and, and how we can help each other scale and grow. Yes. So. I'm also excited because one of the things I want to talk about with you is your book. I read this book, which launched last year, last year? April, yeah. last March, March, last March. I picked it up over the last month and I read it. And as you can see, I've got notes everywhere. <laughs> I went through it. It's amazing because this book laid out so beautifully. So many of the concepts that I go through with the yoga teachers that I coach, except for the added of a yoga studio owner. So the book is kind of broken up as how to become an abundant yogi as a yoga teacher and as a yoga studio owner. And that's an aspect that I haven't had any experience in. I've never owned a studio. You have, which is also how I became introduced to you originally. Yeah, yeah right. Tell us a little bit about your experience as a yoga teacher in the Miami community because for those who don't know you, you were kind of a big deal. <laughs> I was famous in very small circles. Yeah, no, you were famous <laughs> in a lot of big circles. I heard your name a lot when I first became certified to teach, and it all happened very quickly for me, and there were a couple of key teachers in the community that people kept telling me, go take their class, go take their class, go practice, go take their class, and you were one of them. And so I do remember taking your class at The Standard. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> I was like 2012. I was when I first got certified, 11, 12, and I hopped into your class and it was breathtaking. (laughs) It was amazing. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your, I want to, I want everyone to know a little bit about your history as a yoga teacher and as a leader in the community. Yes, for sure. And thank you for having me. So there was two places that I was able to like squeeze myself in Mm -hmm. to do what I love and stand up. That's why maybe you heard my name a lot because I was like the queen of acro yoga. Like I'm like so shy to say it, but that's what people are like, oh, he's the queen of acro. So I became an acro yoga teacher and a yoga teacher the same time in the year 2005 and 2006 respectively. And in 2005, like there weren't a lot of people doing yoga. Right. There wasn't. <laughs> it didn't no. exist. And I was able to start teaching a lot. I, I had a day job. I was a, I worked in advertising, but weekends, evenings, like I was there, I would assist my teacher. Like I would 
go with to workshops with her. So I was able to really get to know the Miami community fairly broad. And we live mm-hmm. in a big city. Like right now there's over three million people here. Right. So saying Miami, it's like you got access to a lot of people. Huge city. And then because of acro yoga, I was the only teacher. So it gave me a lot of open doors, right? Hey, do you want me to teach an acro workshop for you? Absolutely. Open doors, open doors, because it was new, it was fun, it was dynamic, and it was innovative. Which is what I saw a lot of. I saw your name, first and foremost, on the schedule at the standard, and then I saw tons at the more studios I frequented. I saw you everywhere. (laughs) Acro yoga workshop this weekend, and then another one here, and then another one here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you definitely carved a name out for yourself in that niche. It was super special, and then... Again, because of that expert uh, status that I was that I placed myself in, I traveled all over the world teaching and leading immersions and retreats and workshops and conventions and teaching at festivals. Like I taught at Wanderlust, I taught at Yoga Journal when we had back in the day, back like in the day, 2010, 2012. So it was really cool because. Hey, in Acro, you also meet a lot of people. Yeah. So I remember, you know, being at Wanderlust in Vermont, like with like the crew and being in the teacher's room and seeing all like my crushes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like hanging out with you guys. Like all the, all the, all the yoga liberties. Yeah. <laughs> all the yoga liberties. Yeah. Um, so that's where, you know, my teaching progressed into a professional mm-hmm. um, status where I started working less in the advertising and graphics world and more as a yoga teacher and really showing up as an expert. And then in 2012, my former business partner and a a friend of mine were like, let's open a yoga studio (laughs) because why not? Seems great. I was like, yeah, it's amazing. Let's do that (laughs) without having like formal business knowledge because that if you guys ever read goes into that if you guys ever read my book you're gonna see like the first page I'm like ah, (laughs) I read it and I felt it (laughs) felt it I felt it you guys gotta go and read it this is a great book because nobody as a yoga entrepreneur like sits there and teaches you about marketing like for me it was kind of innate because I worked in the industry Mm -hmm. but the yoga studio is not just about marketing it's about operations it's about people management it's about yeah. people management, <laughs> oh, you know, the yeah. way your customer service protocols, like standard operating procedures. And we had like nothing of that in the beginning. Even we decided to create our pricing based on like what other people were doing instead mm. of doing an analysis, like a financial analysis of like cost versus, ex- you know, um, the normal revenue. things that you would do when you're starting a business. And it's, right. No, yeah, we didn't yeah. do it. We're just like, we're going to open. Yeah. And again. <laughs> invested like all our life savings you know it's three of us it was called trio but you know when powers unite i'm like captain planet we managed to turn into an award-winning studio it's an amazing studio it's an amazing studio it was one of the biggest studios in miami we were in a new location again new yeah i see this like (laughs) pattern it's new as an acro yoga teacher. I was the only acro teacher. We were the only studio mm-hmm. in the Wynwood Arts District, which was an up and coming. Like think of Brooklyn, you know, a long 20, time, yeah, a long twenty time years ago. ago. Right? It wasn't um, what it is now. No, not even close. So we were able to position ourselves as also the only acro studio, yeah. the only aerial studio, and we attracted a lot of people. We figured out the kinks, mm-hmm. and it was a wonderful experience. We were open for about six years, and then they doubled our rent. 
I was like, once Winwood became Winwood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay. Also, we close to about 2018, 2017, I decided to start using my experience as a branding expert, mm-hmm. as a, you know, now savvy business consultant, having led, you know, retreats to all over the world and workshops and all the things to start my own consulting business for other yoga teachers. I had led, I don't know how many 200 and 300 hour teacher trainings as well. So I had so many different buckets of successful ventures right. that when I hired my first business coach, I was like, it, it wasn't even me. It was my husband. It was Marcel. He was like, babe, why don't you do that for other teachers? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can. <laughs> Isn't it always the people who are closest to you who notice when you're not using your gifts to your fullest and they call you out on it? Yep. It's nice. <laughs> so that was like a big aha moment. It was the oh shit to aha moment. Mm-hmm. I cost guys, sorry. Me as a studio owner, that is not my like strength house. You guys, like if you're serious about creating a business, <laughs> not a side hobby, a business, you should know where to play in. And if people management is your biggest asset, don't go and build your website and get frustrated. It wasn't until I started outsourcing and started realizing where my talents were best utilized right. that I began to grow. I was starving for a long time because I was just trying to wear all the hats. And it was until I started investing mm-hmm. in other people who could take things off of my hands that I was actually able to land in my voice, in my presence, in my specialty, and then grow. Yeah. That was a big one for me. So that is huge. And yeah. that's when I also realized that, you know, my my gifts could be used elsewhere. So I invested and became the owner of the Yoga Expo, which is... That was around that time. Yeah. Um, okay. It was right before we closed the studio. I was already like in a different mind state mm-hmm. and I wanted growth. And with a studio... Mm, it's a little hard to grow unless you're like always leading retreats, always leading teacher trainings. Like you need high ticket items um, or your franchise, but it's a volume based business. It's amazing. And it does have a lot of scalability. I know mm-hmm. studios that have succeeded massively. I did too. They're rare, but mm-hmm. there's a lot more that don't than the ones that do. But I do know the ones that are committed are enduring it right. And they're working the formula. And the formula is a lot of high ticket, consistent items rolling out month after month. After yeah. Month. And marketing. Yeah. Lots and lots yeah. and lots of marketing. Branding. Branding and marketing. <laughs> Branding marketing, right? right? Which you're amazing at, by the way. Yeah. No, really, truly. You've been... I've seen so much of the work that you've put out over the couple of years that I've known you and the different projects that you've been able to build and... The branding and marketing is always incredible with them. And that's something that I've noticed is missing from a lot of businesses, a lot of solopreneurs, is the organization and just the complete package of a branding yeah. for your business. Something I, I, I say to, to all my clients is like, you need to show up as a professional. Mm. And mm. you can be in your house in like sweatpants and like no makeup or like, you know, yoga teacher life, always right. in, <laughs> in your tights. Comfortable. But what people see outside of that that's what makes the first impression so you guys need to have your stuff on point like your website doesn't need to be complicated but it needs to be professional and it needs to speak your message Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. clarity from the beginning from the beginning what are you good at how do you monetize it right and then you say okay this is what i want the world to see this is the feeling that i want to express when somebody opens my website, my social media, watches my YouTube channel, watches interviews. Mm-hmm. So 
There was a line, I don't want to cut you off, but there was a line you said that I wrote down that I had to bring up because I love it. And I talk a lot in my programs about the importance of finding a specialty of niching down. Mm -hmm. And you said in your book, your magic lies in finding your specialty. And I love that line and I'm probably going to use it a lot. I'm (laughs) going to quote you over and over and over again. I love that line (laughs) because it's true. It is, again, even in my trajectory and, and in so many yoga teachers, the more that I study different teachers and how they've been able to, whatever whatever the, the, the ideal of success is for them, but how they've been able to grow their businesses to meet their desires and what they yeah. call an abundant life for themselves, it began when they were able to find what, what they specialized in yeah. and they were able to grow and serve that group. Mm-hmm. I know that's something you've encountered with everyone that you work with. Yeah. And there are some programs that you're putting out now mm-hmm. that help with that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So when you guys talk about your specialty, and I say this in the book, like, you're going to be like, but Ari, I do so many things. Right. <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I still say that out loud and then I slap myself. I'm like, no, you don't. You do one thing right now. You do one thing right now. <laughs> I mean, but as a you know, as a a yogi, as a wellness entrepreneur, like how many trainings do we invest in so that we learn a new skill? Like, oh, I'm going to do a Reiki certification and I'm going to do a meditation teacher training because we love it. We are the eternal student. I put myself in your guys' bucket, in our bucket, because Mm -hmm. marketing and, you know, business development and yoga. So I'm constantly immersing myself because I'm passionate about learning these things. Mm -hmm. So I get it. We will be the eternal student, and then we acquire more mm-hmm. skills. So we say, oh, well, let me go teach a meditation workshop, and then an arm balance workshop, and then a sound bowl healing, and then people don't really know you for something. They can't be like, oh, Amanda, she's really good at, was it sound bowls? Or was it was meditation? I took a handstand class from her. They're confused. They're confused. Yeah. Like, I have a couple of teachers that, I remember when I had the studio, I'd be like, mm, this person has back pain. Go there. This person needs meditation. Like, I'm not a meditation teacher. So even people that wanted privates, I'd be like, you need to talk to Leah. So you want to be known for something because referrals, referrals, referrals. The people who follow you, your community, your friends, your family, they should advocate for what you do. Yep. They should be able to tell someone how amazing you are. And know exactly what it is you do and what your specialty is and be able to voice that. Mm -hmm. The more specific you are and the more specific you are communicating that to everyone around you, the better in those situations when something comes up, they'll immediately think of you. You're the go-to person for that. Yeah. So finding your niche, finding your specialty and owning it. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid. Like you're not going to lose all your classes and clients because you've decided to focus on something. And if you're the person for back pain, that doesn't mean you're gonna, you're only going to work with people that have back pain. I think that's what happens a lot too, is this fear of like, well, I'm going to be put in a box and I'm only going to be working with people who have back pain. And that's not true. No. I mean, look, I, I, I'm a business coach mainly for like yoga teachers, holistic entrepreneurs. I've worked with plumbers, with photographers, mm-hmm. with <laughs> coaches, with like, you know, other business owners, stylists. So you know, think, think about that guys, like start with that, like clarity and what you do. Mm. And then the forward facing the day you run an ad, right? If I'm going to spend a dollar on a Facebook ad, mm-hmm. I better know what I'm selling and know that like I can deliver that 
at the 10th level. And obviously, I'm sure you do this as well. But when I coach people who are like, well, I do so many things, I go, well, let's pick like a stream that matches. And then we create what's called your signature system, mm-hmm. your proprietary method, the way you do what you and only you mm-hmm. do, right? Uniqueness plus skill set equals money. Yes. <laughs> what was that? You also had a quote in here. There was a Jeff Bezos quote. Your brand is what people say, say about, about you when you're not in the room. Yes. Yeah. That And that is, that is it. If you are able to carve that out for yourself, then what happens is once you build up the credibility in one pocket, one niche, one group, then you can start moving into other realms right. and do other things. And people are going to be, oh, that's the one that does X, Y, and Z. That's yeah. amazing. Look what she's doing now. Yeah. Right. As opposed to she's scattered all over the place and I don't know what she's actually good at. Mm-hmm. And then it confuses people. It confuses people. People don't want to be confused. They want to know what they're getting. A confused buyer doesn't buy. You know, also when you guys are building your, your business with like the digital side, because that's also my expertise, softwares, strategies, technologies, all this kind of stuff, you want to always think of like, how is somebody entering my world? How are they seeing me? How are they hearing about me? Did they go to my YouTube? Did they go to my Instagram? Did they go to, how did they find me? And then how am I moving them through the many different layers of Ari or of Amanda? Like, what are they experiencing? And what is your your goal with them? Like, what do you want them to purchase from you? Because that, like customer journey that you're taking them absolutely. on from the moment they get introduced to you. Yeah. That nurturing of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that because I know that that we talked about what your what you're moving into, the programs that you're creating now, mm-hmm. and how you're focusing on creating, helping the people that you work with create the digital assets. Yeah. So what does that even mean for someone's like, what is a digital, digital asset? asset? What does that right. even mean? Exactly. Right. Let's start, let's pull it back. Um, so I've been I've been coaching for five years ish, but in the marketing and graphic design world for 20 something. And most of yoga teachers and holistic entrepreneurs, you guys don't like computers. They don't. And you don't like, you know. I geek out over this stuff. Yeah, me too. Right. Like integrations. And if I say, oh, like, let's put it, let's zap this. You're like, what? So I've put everything in a box, in a digital box that has maybe a physical side to it. <laughs> and I just give it to you. And we say, okay. This is your all-in-one place. So I, I work with a software called Go High Level. I have an agency with Go High Level. And I give you a funnel. And if you're like, Ari, what's a funnel? A funnel can be opt-in, name and email, thank you page. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that you just got. Or, you know, join my Facebook group. So that could be one mini funnel. You could have a webinar. So if you're like, okay... And funnels are important just before you keep going is because it's important for so many reasons, but the really, the it's related to collecting emails, right? Well, establishing that leading people through, but that's like, we want to find a way to communicate directly without having whatever social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whatever it is, if those things disappear tomorrow, we want to have that immediate connection. Yeah. So funnels are great for that. Whatever it's it is a, that you're setting It's a great starting that. point. So if you guys think of a funnel like this, you have your top of funnel. This is where people come in mm-hmm. and then you nurture them throughout the funnel. You might have like a program that you're selling and that program needs a sales page mm-hmm. and it needs a payment gateway. Or maybe you're running ads to a five-day challenge or a 21-day transformation program. So 
you need assets, tools that somebody can go learn about the thing, take an action, and then you get to work with them in that specific way because there's many different ways to play in the digital world. A lot of different ways. A lot ways. of different ways. Yeah. And not every way is the right one for you. Like some people, you know, start with brand new. Mm-hmm. I'm just starting my business. So you need to develop an audience. But somebody that comes to us with an audience, you guys need to develop different strategies. Strategies. To, right? Weave through your audiences and monetize them at the end of the day. So if someone's coming to you and saying, help me out, I have an audience, I have what I think are some products, some digital products or some maybe real physical products. Yeah. Services, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. How can I work with you? What can you put together for me? Mm -hmm. That's going to help me escalate. Yeah. So I have my intro program is called create and radiate. And we literally break down your business. I look, I'm a group fan, but I'm also a one-on-one fan. So Mm -hmm. I always do one-on-one sessions with people because you deserve that kind of personal attention. So we start with a deep dive and then we move into a, few weeks of like establishing your brand. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're more established, we move into phase B, which is create and radiate the accelerator program, the business vinyasa, which is my mastermind, which is a one-on-one coaching that comes with your box. And I say, here's your funnel for this. Here's your funnel for that. So I create templates, emails. I give you the software. It's an all-in-one thing. And that comes as a membership. It's if you guys want to go get that software on your own with like all the assets built into it, it would be like a $300 a month right. investment that I give it to you as part of my coaching because you don't have to go build stuff. Mm-hmm. It's done for you. It's a template and you just go, insert name here, Amanda. It takes the guesswork <laughs> out of it. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Which um, is amazing because if I would have had something like this. When you first started. You're 10 like, years ago. Yes. One of the things that uh, a lot of the yoga teachers I work with and especially myself, i at the beginning was I struggled with the frustration of maybe I'm a new yoga teacher. I don't have the funds to outsource a lot of things, right? But I need to get all of this done. I don't have the funds to get someone to help me manage my email and get someone to help me create my funnels. Because if I go and do that on my own, these are five different places that I'm going to have to start paying either subscriptions to Mm -hmm. and then figure out, I'm going to have to pay someone to do it for me. So being able to consolidate that with someone, a project like you and a coach like you who puts all of that into a package, that's something different and that's special. And there's a lot of value in that. So I want to, for sure, and we can talk about this afterwards, but I want to figure out how I can, I can send because a lot of the teachers that I'm working with and going to be working with are going to need this. Yes. It's something that I needed and invested in heavily in my business in order to be able to do all of the wonderful things I'm doing now. And so thank you for showing up that way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's again, my role as a creator, I told you guys about, like, that's where I party. Right. I'm like, let me create assets and design. I'm a graphic designer for 20-something years, like, worked in photography. I'm like, let me use my branding and image and, you know, marketing skills mm-hmm. to just provide the the funnels and the templates and everything. In a nice little package. Listo. Tie it up with a bow. I want to go back to the book for a yes. second. Going to the portion of the yoga studio owner in the mm-hmm. book. All right, so the second half of the book. Yeah. So we talked a lot about kind of the amazing blessings and how you were able to grow that yoga studio. And then we also talked about some of the hardships. Mm -hmm. I want to be clear. There are a lot of reasons and a lot of, a lot of benefits to opening a yoga studio. On the inverse of that, what would you say, or who would you say is 
not, should not go into opening up a yoga studio. Like maybe some, what are some qualities? What are some, because I want to be clear for the yoga teachers who are thinking, I think this is a normal trajectory that a yoga like teacher goes through, right? Uh, that logical, I got certified. I've been a yoga teacher in a studio. Maybe I'm doing one-on-ones. Let me open up a yoga studio. Yeah. And for some select few, it works because they have the right branding and the right strategy, but for several it doesn't. And it ends up becoming a money pit, yeah. a loss. They have to start from scratch. And in order to avoid that, maybe what are some key indicators that you would think, it, as a yoga teacher, this is these are really some reasons why you should not open a yoga yeah. studio. If you like to travel, don't open a yoga studio. <laughs> when I was, you know, heavily teaching acro, I was on a plane every month or two, so that had to go mm-hmm. when I opened the studio because most of us don't have a huge like angel investor that just says, here, have all this money so you can hire staff, so you can continue traveling. No, you do it. You clean the toilets, you clean the studio, you Swiffer, you manage the front desk, you pick up the phone, you write the emails, you update the website. Teacher didn't show up tomorrow. Sure. There's a lot of moving pieces. So needless to say, it was one of the most awesomest times Mm -hmm. of my yoga career. So- But you have to commit to staying put is what you're saying. You need to be committed to staying put or have somebody like, no, be like, okay, I'm going to travel and you are going to stay here. Mm-hmm. So invest in like a manager or someone. Yep. Okay. Exactly. But if you don't have the money, then it's got to be you. So as the owner, you most likely um, are going to be the one that wears the 17 hats in the beginning because you're also creating the systems of how your studio is going to run. Mm-hmm. Like the way you want it to run. So you create your standard operating procedures and you start creating a method so that Let's say you are not the most organized person, you've created a method. Mm. So who shouldn't open a studio if you like to travel, if you don't like to manage people, if you haven't done your like due diligence and like seeing your area, and if you don't like to see numbers, there's a lot of numbers that go into the studio. So it's it's funny because it's it's like I almost want to say do it, mm-hmm. but make sure if you don't like doing all this stuff, just have a team. I loved my business partners, but I will never have a business partner again after that. Why is that? There's a strategy to having a business partner that nobody teaches you. That like complementary skill strategy? Complementary skill strategy, effective communication technique, mm. uh, speaking the unspoken, having exit clauses, like contracts, yeah. like expectation. There's a lot. of partnerships do not end up moving forward, right? And I I listen to a lot of podcasts and, you know, big company, Rent Rent the Runway, do you remember? I do. So partnership split up. Yep. A lot of partnerships straight up. Yep. Yep. So invest in a team because you cannot do it alone unless it's a small studio and it has very little overhead. So you're not worried about like, you know, I'm very open, but like our monthly expenses were like fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars a month. Oh yeah, rent in Miami is insane, and especially in that neighborhood, this area, yeah. this metropolitan yeah, area. Exactly, yeah, it's insane, insane. So we would have to sometimes put money out of our own pocket in the beginning. Then little by little, you grow, but you you want to be able to invest in marketing. Like mm-hmm. you want to be like, you know what? I'm gonna run a whole Facebook ads campaign, and I'm gonna invest in the right systems. So if you're scared to invest, don't open a studio. That's another good one. (laughs) If you're scared to invest, 
it's a risk you have to, it's a it's risk. A take. Yeah. Yeah. You're not opening up and saying it's going to be profitable from the get go. No guys. I mean, any entrepreneurship, like yeah. you, not. you're going to be taking risks and you need cojones. Like, yeah, you do. You need cojones. Like, <laughs> I, I, I do. I want to say it like in a nicer no, way. No, that's but... what it is. You need some, yeah. You have to be willing to risk it all. <laughs> this is Miami girls. Yeah, about, yeah. yeah. So so know that like there comes a lot of time investment and money investment and yeah. if that scares the shit out of you do some like hire a coach right hire somebody that can be like this is how you have a physical business this is how you're going to do it these are hiring processes this is how you're going to set up your front desk because it can be overwhelming mm-hmm. but i think it's it is kind of a logical progression in having these experiences that really make you like, you're like, I opened a studio. I did this, I did that. And now obviously things have changed, you know, unfortunately closed or they're big doing big pivots, big pivots, but teaching I, online. I had one of my, my clients, Victoria, she owns a studio in Jersey. Mm-hmm. We started working together maybe a couple years ago and COVID hit. We four X'd her studio income. After it hit, after in in the pandemic, you forexed it. How'd you do that? That's and amazing. now she's like, she, and she, her studio was in this like kind of like funky location. She now just opened like a huge studio in Jersey. Amazing. You know, guys, like I'm really interested in this piece of it because it's not something that I have experience in. So using this platform, I want to talk to, and I have a couple scheduled yoga studio owners mm-hmm. who have been able to not only build really successful spaces, but also been able to really pivot in the last year and have been able to maintain a successful space. Yeah. Alex Sharfrin, he's a entrepreneur, business coach, mm-hmm. all the things. And he said that a lot of millionaires become or like start their road to riches during an economic depression. Right. Because right time, right place. And then you... Oh, yeah. It's terrifying for yoga teachers, really for all entrepreneurs, really, I think it's terrifying in those moments to throw money into your business when you're not sure where the next is going to come from. But if you look at the last year and so many of the people that we have in our circle alone, it's incredibly inspiring to see how people have been able to shift their businesses and have been blowing up. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. One of my clients, she's an artist and we are now doing virtual paint parties with coaching because she's an artist, coach, $50 workshop. She got like six people registered the other day. She's like, I don't think people are going to pay for it. Ariel's like, just put it out there. Do some marketing around it. Yeah. yeah. Like guys, it's, it's a fun world when you know what you want and you figure out how to do it. I think I, I, I was really excited to speak with you today because I know you understand the importance of setting up structures in your business. Right. And that's something that almost all yoga teachers I know, and I've come across, and even me myself at the beginning, had no idea, no understanding, and, and truthfully, no appreciation for. Because we're very free-flowing and just kind of want to... <laughs> Today I wake up and I want to go to the beach and then yeah, tomorrow right. I might be on a plane and then, you know, we're very flighty. And that concept of setting up traditional business and even modern business structures, systems is how we can, because those are, they feel very, all of those structures and systems have a very, 
they have a very masculine energy. Yeah. Right? Because they come from a masculine business world traditionally. Traditionally. Right? Not that case anymore. But that's what it kind of feels like. And I think yeah. that's where that negative connotation comes from. Yeah. But it's when we're able to, just like anything else in the world, it's when we're able to both combine those masculine structures that then give us the freedom to flow in our ability as healers and show up and be creative and do all of the beautiful work that we can do in the world. That's why I'm so excited that people like you are in this space and are nurturing and caring for and providing products and services that help us as yoga teachers do what we want to do and serve the communities that we're meant to serve. Yeah. We started teaching. There were no like yoga business coaches. Right. I would have Really appreciated one, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> when like doing, when I worked for Acro Yoga, like we had a contract and I was like, sure, this looks great. And now looking back, like I should be getting royalties. I'm on like online trainings that they sell like as a lead teacher. Like you can find I... me on an Acro Yoga DVD somewhere, you know? And I'm like, I could have monetized on that except other than like being like, oh my God, I got a $300 check. Yay. And also consider guys like you know, the shift. I love that you said that, like maybe some teachers don't want to go back to studios Mm -hmm. because that's that studio model where you would like go and get paid per head. Mm -hmm. Like things are going to have to change on many levels for the in-person community to be as vibrant Mm -hmm. as it's been. We've been so blessed to be like this upper echelon of earners and yoga teachers. Like, you know, a lot of, you know, people in our community, like we get paid really well to do what we do and that's a blessing but there's also a lot of teachers that are teaching 10 15 classes a week making 20 25 dollars a class like exhausted it's exhausting burnt out right so that's where the combination of things happen and that's Mm -hmm. where the strategy behind like how are you bringing people in like how are you generating income through your business and how are you Mm -hmm. generating leads and selling That's business right there. Like I I teach based on this like eight core business wheel model. And I always say this, your sales and marketing pies of the eight pieces should take up 90% of your business, like 90%. So if you're not marketing and selling 90% of the time Mm -hmm. or putting your attention to that, like you don't need HR right now. You need some financial, like have your numbers straight, but like what are you selling Mm. and how can you diversify your, your income? You don't need seven. You can have three ascension ladder. Like I can get nerdy, but I think kind of to, to round out what we've been talking about today, we're really talking about first and foremost, getting clear, Mm -hmm. getting clear about our brand, our message and what our services or our products are. Right. And then we're talking about implementing the structures, the funnels, the marketing strategies that are going to help us deliver this message Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. And that's like that sweet spot where then you have those two very clear and defined and rolling and working in the background for you. Mm -hmm. Then you're able to just flow in your creativity and create, which is what you're here to do. You're here to create and to heal and to show your magic and just show up. Exactly. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really, I really want everyone to go and get this book. Get it on Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, you can see my tabs here. I've just, I've just been taking it Like it's not Mm -hmm. crazy long. I think it's like 150 pages. Yeah. I didn't double space it because I know a lot of people write books and they double space. Yeah. No, I I ran through this in like three days. I just kind of, it was great. It was really, really helpful. Um, 
And what I would say, guys, like a takeaway, whether you work with myself or Amanda or like there's so many amazing coaches out there, know that you're invested in your success. Straight up. Mm-hmm. You are the you're the piece. We can tell you all the things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's build you a cool funnel. Like let's send out these emails. But if you're not invested in that process, nothing is going to happen. I like to like drop the mic there because I like to put responsibility on my client. That's it. So owning that here and here, and then you can go meditate, but like, you know, really embody that, that responsibility of your success, whatever that means to you, right? Like success means different things to different people, but be responsible for your definition of success. If you're like me and thousands of other yoga entrepreneurs, you probably find invoicing tiresome. It takes time and it leads to an even more tiresome task, chasing down clients for payment. The free invoice templates from FreshBooks have really helped me stay organized and they're quick and simple to fill out. They also help me clearly communicate how and when I want to be paid. I love being able to download FreshBooks free invoice templates in formats like Word, Excel, PDF, Google Docs, and Google Sheets, and then I get to customize them however I like. You can find tons of examples in their free invoice template gallery. As a special gift to Yoga Biz Academy listeners, you can use FreshBooks free for 30 days. Just go to yogabizacademy.com backslash FreshBooks to access your free 30-day trial today. That's yogabizacademy.com backslash F-R-E-S-H-B-O-O-K-S. FreshBooks, easy to use account software built for small businesses. Are you struggling to earn enough income as a yoga instructor? Do you want to build a more profitable yoga business? Do you want higher paying yoga clients? If any of those are true for you, then check out my free course, Niche Me Down, how to find and service your ideal yoga community. In this free course, you're gonna learn exactly how to show up online, what to offer, and how to communicate to your ideal student or private client so that they instantly feel a connection with you. You'll also learn how to figure out your authentic and aligned niche audience so that you can earn your ideal student's trust. I want you to walk away knowing how to provide value every day to the people you work with so that selling feels authentic and worthy. Sign up for this free video course at yogabizacademy.com backslash niche. That's yogabizacademy.com backslash niche.